0: Wade into Wealth. Taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hello again, and welcome back to Wade into Wealth. I'm Chuck Wade, joined as always by my brother Ethan. Happy birthday, by the way. Between the time we record this and the time this comes out, you will celebrate a birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Another anniversary of the worst day of my life. Um, Best day of mom and dad's. Yes. So a very happy birthday to you Mm -hmm. this weekend. This weekend. Yes. But by the time you're hearing this, that day will have come and passed. And so all will be right with the world. Yep. So we're going to talk today about owning versus renting A home, your domicile, if you will. But first, as we're making our way towards Christmas, I was curious as we were, I was thinking about this podcast, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, As you know by now, if you've spent some time listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, we're brothers. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Which means we grew up together. Still are. So I'm curious because I have my answers, but um, we never had to share a room though yeah we did. we did when you were just born in the first house on Burke Drive. Uh, I don't remember you wouldn't that. really remember it I because remember I think that. you were five when we moved, but yeah, we shared a room. Yeah, okay. all right, well, yeah, I take that back. It was one of those rooms that I think there was a wall at one point and the wall had been removed so it was like a larger bedroom, but your crib was in there with with my bed. Oh well, there you go. And yeah, I wonder I remember, why it was the worst day of your life when I was born. Yeah, truly. Truly, it was. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. So anyway, best, moving on. Best Christmas present you uh, you ever received, and then second, what's the Christmas present you were most excited to receive when you got it? Interesting distinction yeah. to make between the two. I think,
1: gosh, yeah, maybe the, I guess I think the best Christmas present I ever got was probably when we got the Nintendo sixty four. Okay. Cause mom and okay. dad would not let us get a video game console for, yeah. uh, and then all well, of, one, yeah.
0: so, some year they we had the Nintendo. Well, I got a Nintendo when everyone else was getting like a Sega Genesis. Yeah. I got a Nintendo. Yeah. We got a Nintendo, but yeah. I was,
1: you know, that was at the old house, which yeah. you referenced. And we moved when I was five and I don't know what happened. We did. We didn't have that. I never remember having that as a kid. The uh, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do remember getting a Nintendo 64 and we yeah. used to play Goldeneye Golden on it. You know, that all actually is one those, of my... uh like, color-coded yes. uh, controllers. The, we,
0: we had a red one. We did have a red one. I think we it might have had a yellow one. I think
1: maybe it was yellow. yellow. Uh, I no, I think we had a green one, too. I think it too. was green.
0: I remember one night just staying... It was Christmas Eve. One Christmas Eve after we'd gotten that, you and I just staying up as late as we could, which maybe was, like, an extra hour. Yeah. I don't know, but playing Goldeneye. And in yeah. my mind, thinking, we're just going to play Goldeneye all night? I
1: just remember Until the, it's time yeah. for presents. I remember the... Uh, like the, the image of it where it's just, yeah. you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the weapon and the, the shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which one I was most excited, about? I think it was probably when I came downstairs and there was a bike. Yeah. Uh, that I was me too. Getting this bike, bike. Cause I, you know, I think as a kid, it's just like, it's not wrapped. Right. But it's just like this big thing that, and yeah. we grew up on a main, well, yeah, again, and when we moved, it was yeah. on the main road. So we were not riding our bikes and well, you weren't right. You I weren't. didn't grow up. in the, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was alive, but
0: uh, I don't remember that. We name, were on a dead end when I was born. Yeah. And, and where until I was I was 10. So I remember yeah, the bike was when I was definitely most excited. I still remember, like, you walk out from the hallway and there's a bike. And it's like, oh man, that, yeah. is, that is a bike.
1: Yours was walking out of the hallway because yeah. we lived on a ranch. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mine was walking down the stairs and seeing the bike. Yeah. I can still see it had clear uh, handle grips. Mm hmm. And it was like a silver and I think it might have had blue, uh navy blue writing on it. And mm-hmm. I would ride it around in the greenhouse the parking greenhouse lot parking next parking door. door. Yeah. yeah. That's Shout out we to
0: Delray's could... greenhouse. Yeah. For use yeah. of that parking lot as a basketball court baseball Wh- uh, field. Uh, wiffle ball, ball field, field for uh-huh. sure. We used to hit it. Yeah.
1: It would be a home run if we hit it over the little fence in yeah. mom and yeah. dad's house. Good times. Scraped plenty of knees yes. in
0: that <laughs> yes. uh in that gravel parking yeah. lot. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I remember the bike was the one I was most excited for, and the Nintendo. When I got a n- Nintendo, I think I was eight. And yeah, so we, look at that. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even plan it. No. Same ones. No, and you know the funny thing is, our dad. I didn't. You didn't know this till. And I was you an got adult. a car. You got a car one Christmas. Yeah, I got a car. I mean, I was older and I was in college, and I think it was one where there was some necessity. by Green that. Jeep. You know, Jeep. It, was a, it was a good Jeep. It was a good Jeep. Another
1: uh, shout out to the greenhouse parking lot, because I think that's mom and dad where like stored that up on the I hill. I think it was behind, yeah, yeah.
0: behind it, yeah, where where that. things went to die. Yeah. Is that uh, the Jeep that our grandfather hit? Yes. He hit the bumper one time. I it was parked.
1: He hit, he hit a lot of cars. He hit a, a lot of things. In the driveway. Um,
0: but he hit the bumper. At least he could fix it. You know, and that's the thing. He hit the bumper. He felt really bad. So he went to, like, a junkyard, got another bumper, and he and I replaced the bumper in the driveway. That and, sounds and, like so, it. Yeah. You know, all good. No harm, no foul. When yeah. I had it, it had like hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. And so he's
1: probably like, oh, I did this again. I gotta go back yeah. to the
0: junkyard. He I think yeah. he hit mom and dad's
1: car on the park. <laughs> at, at least at least once. At least, yeah. At sure. least once that
0: we know of. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, Anyways, back to rent. Back to renting versus owning. So interestingly enough, uh right now you you own your home. Yes. Um, Liz and I and the girls are renters because we sold our house back in March and are building a home right now. So in the interim, we are uh, tenants.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, what caught our attention this week yeah. was the fact that rent prices in a lot of areas across the country are up 20% mm-hmm. from, from the previous year before. And a yeah. good question is, why, why is that happening? And one of the obvious ones, which is the same reason why home prices have gone up so much, is because of the short supply of housing inventory. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, you had a lot of people who kind of hunkered down with their family members and were living together and are now looking to branch out. So Mm -hmm. uh, when supply is constrained and demand is increasing, you're going to see uh, have a harder time and a more difficult time finding housing. Another one is that landlords are trying to recoup. Yes. Some of the losses yep. that they suffered yeah.
0: for the past year. So the easiest way to do that is start charging people more. Raise your rent, right. Yeah. yeah. So blanket statement here. We don't like to give these very often, but anytime there is a price increase in something, anything, be that an item, a good, or a service, it's related to supply and demand. Yeah. Likely related to supply and demand. And in this pretty case. Pretty much everything in business comes down to the supply and demand curve. And that sometimes it's not as black and white as just those three words, but. A low supply of something or a high demand is going to translate to higher prices. It's the same reason in the housing market, uh, starting around a year ago from from where we are now, started to go haywire. And there Mm -hmm. were times during the pandemic where we were getting letters from people in New York City that we did not know. Our house was not for sale, and we were getting letters asking if we would sell our home. And, and, and where, that, where are you living now? Well, now we live in an apartment. There we go. Um, so we did sell our home. There but again, you notice some of these things. So, you know, um, one of the things that is starting to happen is that the housing market was so irrational. It's not a stretch to call it irrational with what was happening with housing prices that a lot of people ended up getting priced out of the housing market or burnt out. Right. Or tired of just seeking and homes and losing on offers and bids that they made. So, and so all of a sudden, renting becomes a better option in it, that scenario. It becomes too. a better option, and what Especially happens— Especially being priced out. Right. And so then what happens? A little, a short while after people are starting to realize rent becomes a better option, rent starts to rise. Sure. There's that man that ran for governor in New York City. He, was down, he ran for governor in New York. The rent is too damn high, man. You ever see him? Uh, I, it sounds Google. to me. Just but, Google yeah. the rent is too damn high, man. Okay. interesting, Interesting couple of minutes there. Um, but we thought this would be a good podcast, um, and something to discuss and, you know, want to shed some light on it.
1: Well, sure. Because if you're, if you're younger mm-hmm. and you're renting, chances are your parents are are harping on you that you're throwing money away, right? You're not building up any equity. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a parent, you're probably telling your kid you're throwing money away mm-hmm. when you rent. But the reality is there's pros and cons of both. And we were joking about it today in your comment that personal finance is a lot more personal than it is, than it is financial. Yes. And really it should come down to your situation. Right. And your circumstances and what you want your home, your apartment to do for you. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we'd take a chance because it's not that renting is bad. There's a lot of cases where it can make sense. Uh, And it's not that owning a home is bad. There's a lot of cases where it can make sense. And so we want to look at what are the pros and cons of each. And so renting, you know, certainly one of the biggest pros for renting an apartment or a townhouse or a home is that you're not liable for those unexpected
0: expenses. When the sump pump is no longer working. Right. And you need it replaced. And you don't know how to do that yourself. Yep. Raise his hand. Um, Because that happened not too long ago. You call maintenance. And they come fix it. Yeah, not responsible for snow plowing, right? Or and shoveling.
1: One, one of the biggest mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. One of the biggest um, hurdles that we see folks having to contend with are large unexpected expenses. Yeah, hot water tank breaks, furnace breaks, mm-hmm. air conditioner goes, uh, and when those aren't when when you're not responsible for those, all of a sudden. If you're on a relative fixed budget, if the rent fits within that budget, that can make much more sense because you're not exposed to those unexpected bills, which can derail your whole plan. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a very large part of our country demographic in our country and group of people that can't afford a four to five hundred dollar expense. Right. And and that can derail you. And your furnace
1: is a little bit more than that. Never cheap. No. When something
0: goes wrong in your house, if you own a house and something goes wrong, it's never cheap. Yeah. It's always more than you think it would be to fix. Um, and, and it is, and I have a friend, I just, I, I was, was down in Atlanta visiting a friend and you know, he, he rents. And now that's an area where real estate prices are sure, insane. Yeah, and he yeah. even said, he goes, you know, I probably should be looking to own a home. I just don't want to. Yeah. And, and I, it doesn't need to, you don't need, it doesn't need all the space. Um, doesn't necessarily want to deal with the headaches. And I think renting is fairly convenient. And so often people, you know, that'll be said, well, home, you know, you, you, your home is an asset. You can build wealth with a home. You can, but it's kind of like turning a ship using that wealth is that it doesn't, ships don't turn quickly in the water, in in the ocean. Well, it's not a liquid asset. It's not a liquid asset. Thank you. It's something that, yes, you can build wealth. You can make a nice profit on a home, but that often takes a long period of time. We should we should take a step
1: back and explain. We know what a liquid asset is. Sure. Uh, a liquid asset is a jargon term, so we mm-hmm. apologize for for using that. But what it means if something is liquid, it means that it can be converted to cash that you can get your hands on very quickly. An illiquid asset, a home, is a great example of it because before you can get your mitts on cash you have to sell it. And yes. assuming you sell it the first day that you put it on the market, it's still going to be a month to two months before you right. have any any cash in your hands. So yeah. that's a relatively illiquid investment, meaning it can't be converted to cash quickly and
0: easily for you. The other method would be like a home equity loan that you could take if you've owned your home long enough to have some equity. You can... Take a loan on that, but again, there's a loan. There's an interest. There's a cost sure, yeah. to that. You're going to have to repay that back, and you'll have to repay the cost for that as well. So, when we say not as liquid, not the, the that value is not as easily accessed. Correct. Accessed. I said accessed. That's okay. It's accessed. We'll, we'll move on.
1: So uh, owning the biggest a home, drawback though. Biggest the drawback. Biggest drawback to renting. Is yeah, you don't own it Dude. and you are making right. payments
0: and you're not building up any equity you, along you the way. You don't get to sell that at some point correct and and get a payment or a payout. You can never recoup for doing that. The rent that you pay, no. uh you, it, it's just it's not an asset.
1: You're just it's not helping make someone else some money along the way. Yeah. But again,
0: if that fits your lifestyle, yeah,
1: so be it. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Owning a home. Yeah, I don't own one right now, so you talk about this. Okay. All right, so one
1: of the biggest advantages <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of folks is that in, in uh, a number of ways, the home tends to be the biggest asset that some people yeah. have. Yeah, And we were just talking about how you can't typically convert it to cash quickly, mm-hmm. but in a lot of cases, it can be a fairly good long-term investment where yeah. as long as you keep it up, you maintain it, uh, if you, you're able to maintain your neighborhood as well, it tends to appreciate over time. Mm-hmm. And when you go to sell it 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, uh, there's a reasonable chance that you'll be able to sell it for more than what you originally bought it for, which yeah. is also a fairly tax favorable transaction for folks. Because we, yes. get, I, we get this question a lot when people yeah. are selling their house, what do I have to pay tax on? Well, the reality is, if it's your primary home, meaning you're living there and you've been living there for, I think it has to be two years, um, you can. Think it's a year, Uh, one of the two. Okay, Uh, a short
0: period of time.
1: You can sell it, and as long as your capital gains are less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You don't have to pay any tax mm-hmm. on the proceeds for which you get. Now, that doesn't mean if you have a $300,000 house, you sell it for $300,000. That doesn't mean you have to pay tax on that. What it means is if you bought it for $100,000 mm-hmm. and you sell it for $350,000, meaning you've actually made $250,000, that's where that money becomes taxable to you at that point. Right. But not up until then.
0: And there's a question: Is it the would then the full two hundred and fifty thousand dollars be taxable, or is it the above excess above and beyond? So the if you sold it for three hundred thousand dollars, that fifty over two fifty would be would the taxable be taxable as a capital gain. Again, it's taxed as a capital gain. Yes, it's not because it's a long ter- income. It's, it's
1: a long term asset. So um, yeah, now that is as the tax tax code is written today. Could that change in the future? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but the the biggest benefit of owning a home is that it, it is an asset for you. You can sell that at a certain point. And every month that you're making a payment, you're building up more equity and cash in in that physical asset so that the bank owns less of it and you own more of it.
0: Yeah, and for a second, let's, you know, often we talk about the financial benefit, the biggest financial benefit. And I think something that in our business, and especially in media that is related to finance or business, what is often not mentioned is, What's not financial mm-hmm. is that if you own a home, it is yours. Right. For a lot of people, that's a yeah. big deal. It is yours. Sure. You can, for the most part, do with it what you want. Um, You can make it your own. Um, Typically, at least in our areas, homes will have a yard, it's a little more green space yep. with them. You know, you, you own You own control of it. That's yours. Yep. You have control, whereas if you're renting, you don't necessarily have that if you're going to put holes in the walls you're not you know you're you're on on the hook for that or you're not getting a security deposit back so you know there are things there are there are pluses and minuses that aren't financial with each of these scenarios you mentioned holes in the wall it it reminds me of
1: uh brenna yes how she hangs pictures which is she just kind of eyeballs where the where the nail should go, and then uh, moves it around when it's not at at, uh, at the liking. Like, so yeah. whereas me, I have to measure like eight times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll go
0: home and see things hung up, and I'll yeah. often ask how many holes are behind that picture. Yeah, Usually about two or three. This is where I got to give uh, you know props to my father in law John Pirelli, who um, is very handy and has taught me to hang photos yeah and there is a it. there is a way you to measure you, you measure it but also you don't often necessarily just put the screw into the wall you can put a you know one of those little plastic sheets yes, in yeah. there and then you which you know. the large picture that just fell down in your office could probably benefit <laughs> the, from the, some of those the irony is that i just had a massive picture fall down and break a table in my office <laughs> um yeah. but it's i, all I don't think you now. had the plastic uh it, you know, no it answer. did it was in there oh it was in there
1: i, I know were you in there inspecting uh, you know, I was looking, I thought, yeah. I didn't inspect, but I did walk by and think he didn't put the plugs in the wall. That yeah. was, that was, my no, there was guess, a plug they in, that were in there. We hung, so. Now
0: what, where I may have erred was there was a smaller picture that was originally hanging on that. So perhaps, yeah. um, Hey, it's neither here nor there. The photos back on the wall, the holes patched. the tables fixed. So we, <laughs> we're good to go yeah. because I am we're a, re- I am a renter of that table. We're back. So, uh, it was fixed by someone, not me. Yeah. Um, the biggest drawback to owning a house, yeah, is You're it when stuff goes wrong. You yeah, gotta take and, care and of it. it's
1: rarely easy stuff. the The benefit, as you will see, of having built a new house is that uh, when stuff goes wrong, it's like you got to replace the filter of yeah. the furnace. Well,
0: I've owned homes before. I'm I'm familiar no no no, no. With that.
1: It's very different of owning a new house versus owning an older house because the stuff that goes wrong that you have to do, it's really there's not much that goes wrong. Yeah, which hopefully. is hopefully. Nice. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be covered under warranty. If yeah, it does hopefully for, for a period of time. So, yeah. Uh, whereas with when you're living in an older house, it's never the easy stuff that, that right. goes wrong. It's always the serious things that cost a lot of money to get done. And it always happens at the worst time, like when your school uh, tax bill comes yeah. or your town tax bill comes, or you got a you just had a large outlay of cash. Then something shortly yeah. thereafter is well, and,
0: and go the wrong. furnace never breaks in the summer. No, well now of that's because not. it's yeah. not on. Yeah, right. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for that obvious <laughs> yeah. statement. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's right. Um, Just like nor, you never crash the car that you don't drive. Nor does your air conditioner stop working in the winter. Correct. Uh, yeah. Same right. same logic there. Yeah. Um, You'll be a good homeowner again. Well, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, maintenance. And and for some people, this is a pro. Is that is that they like taking care of the yard? You have a very nice yard. You you take pride in your yard. You take good care of your lawn. This is something that right. that listen. If you're, I can tell you, like, come spring, this guy gets very excited to take care of his lawn and have the greenest lawn on the street. Um, I still have the greenest yeah. lawn in the middle of winter. Some people like that. Some I people do. don't. Yeah, I do. you know, right. it's it's something that you have to um, you have to consider. And where we see this a lot is with clients who have owned homes, maybe getting ready to retire, kids no longer in the home. And they're starting to think about, what if I sell my house? Because maybe they don't want to take care of it. It's, sure, it's, becoming, yeah. it's becoming more work to maintain. There's a lot of empty space in these homes. And so the question is Well, you just clean rooms you
1: don't use. Right. Too,
0: which gets old. Right. Gets old. And the question becomes, do we stay in this home? And then what do we do? Do we buy right. another home? Do we buy a condo? And that is a question that you can give financial advice, but really... A lot of the time it comes down to those things we just talked about. Do you want to be mowing a lawn? Do you want to be responsible for removing snow, you know, in your late 60s, early 70s? Right. If you have them, you know, is that important to you? It's not that
1: one of these is better than the other. No. There, it is... But only after you consider your circumstances and your situation and what you're looking for from it. Yeah. Because when you have a clear idea of what you're looking for from it, then one is better than the other. Yes. But on its surface, it's not that renting is bad. It's not that owning is good or vice versa. It comes down to your circumstances and your situation, and that will dictate which is the
0: best option for you going forward. Also to mention location. We have... Been listened to now in 24 different countries. How many states? 44. 44 states. So we have six to go. Um, Not every one of those states is the same. If you live in Austin, Texas, the housing market is significantly different than in Rochester, New York. If you are in Atlanta or Charlotte, North Carolina, or Atlanta, Georgia, the housing market is vastly different than if you live in Montana. Sure. Or if you live in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. and those are those are things that that absolutely will come into play whether you are whether it makes more sense to rent it makes more sense to own right so location is something too that we should mention just because that can often depending on where you are be an outsized decision maker in whether you're going to rent or buy sure yeah so
1: and don't view things with a, with a uh,
0: broad brush no and and this is where too I think, it's important and we'll wrap this up shortly um it's important to know what's important to you and not just take advice from someone who doesn't know your personal situation or right. scenario Absolutely. because you can google this is a question you can google what should i do is it better to buy or rent and you'll get answers but none of those answers is taking into account your personal preferences right and that can be having a conversation and that's with everything not just running around Everything. Home. That that's where it comes into play. Have a conversation with someone you trust. Perhaps that's us or a financial advisor or a realtor that you trust. That's yeah. the key, that you trust and can say, look, here's what's important to me. What are your thoughts? And take the time to think about what's important to you. Right.
1: What matters and what you're trying to get out of it. Because when you have a clearer picture of what you're trying
0: to achieve, the answer has become much easier to find. It's a very Zen statement, and I don't think... I could say anything to top it. So, let's sign off. We shall return uh, next week with some more uh, some more financial knowledge to help aid you on your journey to financial wellness. And you know, maybe we'll throw in some more Christmas nostalgia there uh, as well. Maybe. Okay. Well, happy birthday, my brother. Thank you. All right. Back next week. Thanks for being with us. Contact the Wade Group at Wade Group at BrightonSecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.